Hey everybody, it's Matt. Welcome or welcome back to the Journey Church Podcast. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you can automatically get our weekly episodes. And you might want to go ahead and subscribe to our Journey YouTube channel as well. You'll find messages, music, interviews, inspiring stories, and more for you all right there. Now, I hope this episode helps you take your next step in following Jesus. Happy New Year and welcome to Journey at Home from our brand new facility. Now obviously we're not quite done. I'm sitting in a room full of furniture that's been assembled and is waiting to get put in all the rooms in our facility. And there's construction and work going on all around me. You're gonna hear lifts that are beeping, you'll hear all kinds of noises, but we are getting really, really close and we can't wait to open up for you this year. As a matter of fact, we're gonna be opening in February. And if you will stay tuned with us right here at Journey at Home in a couple of weeks, I will announce the open date to you. We are really excited about this year, and I think we'd all agree after what we've gone through the last couple years, well, good grief. We are ready for a year of winning, aren't we? After all, winning's a lot better than not winning, but winning at life, well, that isn't intuitive. So how do you do it? Let's talk about on this week's episode of Journey at Home. I'd be the first to admit that I'm a highly competitive person, which can complicate things sometimes when you're a pastor. It can also complicate things when you're married to a, how should I put it, a not so competitive woman. So I have to suppress my competitive spirit in certain settings, but I'm telling you, I love to win. And apparently that got passed on to my two kids. As a matter of fact, a few months ago, our daughter Ellie tried out for a local swim team. After the tryouts, the coach told her she had made the team But then the coach starts to explain to Ellie that she didn't have to compete in swim meets if she didn't want to. She could just practice. And then the coach told her, hey, if you do want to compete in meets, it's really okay if you don't want to compete against other kids. Because really all you're doing is competing against your own time. You know, you're competing against yourself. At which point, Ellie interrupts the coach and says very matter-of-factly, I like to beat people. And that was the last we've heard from her coach about not competing. Now... Here was the funny part to me. My sweet, non-competitive wife didn't know what to do with Ellie's comment. She questioned if we were failing as parents and whether Ellie may need counseling, but I assured her, no, 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 Ellie was just fine. Ellie was just talking the way winners talk. Kidding, sort of. So some of you can probably relate to Ellie, right? You love to beat people. You can't imagine not competing at everything you do. And I know there are others of you, you're a little more like my wife. You think of all of us competitive types like we're a little off balance. We scare you a little bit. But winning really does matter, at least in the arenas that matter most in life. And that leads me to the question that I want to invite you to consider as we start this series. What does it look like to win in life? That's a question that most people never ask, and so consequently, most people never answer it. And I would suggest that's a real problem, because if you're not clear about what winning in life looks like, well then your life's gonna be kinda like this. It's gonna be like running a race without knowing where the course is. You're gonna feel the pressure to win, but you're gonna have no clue how to get to the finish line. In the words of King Solomon, you're gonna live your life chasing after the wind, and that's a race you can never win. So if you're in a relationship right now, what's the win for that relationship? 
What's a win for you financially? I mean, you've got money, you think about money all the time, but what's the win for your money? What's it look like for you to win professionally? Listen, if you don't know what the win looks like, you know what you'll do? You'll be like a runner who crosses the finish line, but doesn't know it. And so they just keep running as hard and as long as they can until they're exhausted. And everybody else is looking at them going, what's your deal? I mean, why are you so driven? Why can't you slow down a little and enjoy life? I'm telling you, if you don't know what the win is, you will feel this pressure to keep running because you don't realize you've won. In most areas of life, people never take the time to define the win. And when you don't define your win, you end up adopting someone else's win. And that takes you where you don't want to go. So back when I was in my early 20s, I was encouraged to define the win for my life. And what I discovered as I went through this exercise was that winning wasn't about setting do goals. I want to do this, I want to do that. No. Winning in life was about setting be goals. Who do I want to be? So I came up with five words that described who I wanted to be, and I decided winning for me would be determined by how well those words defined me. They became my definition of winning. And I'll tell you that because I think you need a definition for winning too. So if you're married, what's a win for your marriage? If you have kids, what's a win for your parenting? Because listen, every parent is parenting their kids in a certain direction. Now the default win for most parents is, oh, I want to raise kids who are well-behaved. So you parent toward behavior modification or you parent toward behavior control. So I want to stick my nose in your business if you're a parent just a little and then we'll move on, okay? But here's the thing. I think that parenting win is a short-sighted goal. You might want to reconsider. After Jen and I talked about this for a while, we decided that our parenting win was that our kids would want to be around us and they'd want to be around one another once they grew up and they didn't have to be around us or each other. That's how we're going to know whether we've won as parents. So, as you could imagine, that shapes how we parent right now. We parent more toward relationship than we do toward rules. We focus more on raising great adults than raising well-behaved kids. And the jury's still out on whether or not we're going to win at that. But it's at least clarified how we parent. So here's the deal. It doesn't matter whether you're a Jesus follower or not. If you want to win this year, I think you've got to take the time to define what it looks like to win. Your definition doesn't have to be perfect. As a matter of fact, you may change it later on. But you should start answering the question, what's it like to win this year in every major area of your life? Because after all, winning is a lot better than not winning. Now, for those of us who follow Jesus, listen, getting this right is imperative, and here's why. In a letter to Christians in the city of Corinth, Paul encouraged all of us Jesus followers to be intentional about winning in life because he knew what we all intuitively know. He knew it's not enough to wish, it's not enough to want, it's not enough to hope you'll win. You've actually got to train to win. You have to prepare to win. And he explains why this is true by comparing life to a race. Here's what he wrote. Listen to this. He wrote to them, Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets surprised, to which if we'd been there, we'd have been like, well, of course, Paul, we know how a race works. All the competitors, they line up at the starting line. Everybody takes off. First one across the finish line wins. I mean, why would you even ask us that question? We know how it works. But here's his point. In sports, the competition is obvious, isn't it? You can always see them. They're right there next to you. You always know where you stand compared to the competition. It's why I've always loved playing sports. At any point, all I had to do was look at the scoreboard to see if we were winning or not. I could see how much time was left before the game was over. 
There was a clear score, so there was a clear sense of urgency to win. But when it comes to winning at life, it is not so clear, is it? When it comes to winning at relationships, winning at work, at dating or marriage or parenting or finances, when it comes to your relationship with God, it's just not so obvious, is it? There's no scoreboard, there's no clock, there's no crowd. So because we lack clarity, we lack urgency. We're not sure how we're doing, which is why Paul went on to write this. His advice was, you should run in such a way as to get the prize. In other words, he's saying, you should live your life with the same urgency you bring to a game, to a race where there's a clock, there's a crowd, and there's a finish line. You need to approach life with the same effort you would if you were trying to win a championship. You ought to train, you ought to prepare, you ought to focus. You ought to give the effort because no one ever wins anything worthwhile without training. And then Paul goes on and he writes to them, everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. Now, when he wrote that, listen, everybody in Corinth knew what he was talking about because in Corinth they held the ancient Isthmian games. They were there just outside the city and they did them the year before the ancient Olympics and the year after the ancient Olympics. So these Corinthians were used to seeing athletes at their highest level prepare and train and compete. And they knew why they did it, because they wanted to win. So Paul points out, listen, those athletes, they do it to get a crown that will not last. They would win this crown of leaves that wouldn't even last their lifetime. It would eventually disintegrate. But Paul goes on to write, we do it to get a crown that's going to last forever. In other words, these athletes, they sacrificed so much for a crown that didn't even survive their life. But for those of us who follow Jesus, well, we're competing for rewards that last for eternity. So even though life doesn't come with a clock, even though it doesn't have a big scoreboard, even though we don't always have a crowd, Paul says we better take winning as seriously as those athletes do. And then he gives this advice. He says, therefore, because of all this, I do not run like someone running aimlessly, and I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. Just think about it. It's pretty easy to run aimlessly in life, isn't it? It's easy to date aimlessly, to spend money aimlessly, to treat relationships aimlessly. We all know what it's like to make decisions aimlessly or to manage our health aimlessly, to approach our relationship with God aimlessly. See, when you haven't defined a clear win for life, then wandering aimlessly is what you naturally do. But Paul's going, no, no, no. Winning is way too important to run aimlessly. It's too important to just punch at the air. It's too important to just guess at it. He goes on to write, no, no, no. I strike a blow to my body. I make it my slave so that after I preach to others, well, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. This was Paul's way of saying, winning at life is so important that I'm willing to actually discipline my body. I'm willing to be disciplined with my time. I'm willing to focus and say no to myself now so I can enjoy winning later because my greatest fear, Paul would say, is to get to the end of life and be disqualified. To get to the end and realize I wasted my life. I missed my purpose. I lost at the only game that really mattered. So I'm willing, Paul says, to do whatever it takes to pay whatever price I need to pay. I'm willing to prepare and to train so I can win in what matters most. So let me ask you, are you living your life with the same energy, with the same focus that you would bring to a race, that you would bring to a sporting event? Are you clear about what a win looks like for you in the key areas of your life this year? And what are you doing to make sure you're ready to win? Listen, if you don't know, here's what I want to invite you to do. Just start praying. Just ask God for some clarity. Because I'm telling you, you don't win by wishing. 
You don't win by hoping. You don't win by even just praying. Praying's important, but you win by praying and preparing, praying and preparing. So, what's the win for you this year personally, professionally, relationally, spiritually, financially? Listen, here's the deal. You and I, we don't get a chance to live this year again. We get one shot, then it's gone. And we'll either live it with urgency and focus and come out a winner, or we'll live it aimlessly and lose this opportunity that God has put in front of us to grow. So if you want to win this year, I want to help you. And over the next few episodes, I'm going to share with you some fundamental exercises, some fundamental habits that are often overlooked, but they'll actually help you win. You've got to get clear on what the win looks like for you in every area of your life. And if you'll give the fundamentals that we're going to talk about, if you'll give these fundamentals a chance to build a foundation in your life this year, they're going to help you win. Now, what's at stake? Well, for those of us who follow Jesus, I mean, he told us life for us isn't bookended with a birth certificate and a death certificate. No, no, no. There's way more to life than just this life. And he said winning in this life actually matters in the next life. So let's be clear about what it means to win in life, and then let's not run aimlessly. Let's run to win, because after all, winning really is a lot better than not winning. Now, one final thing. If you have never chosen to follow Jesus, I'm not just talking about, well, I believe in God. No, no, I'm saying if you've never actually gotten to the point where you've chosen to follow Jesus, to live life the way he invites you to live it, Here's what I want you to know. You only get one shot at this life, but you do not have to live it alone. Jesus died and he rose again so you could be forgiven, so you could have a relationship with him. And the moment you choose to give him your life, this is amazing, he gives you his spirit to guide you through everything that you encounter so that you can live the life he created you to live, so you can win. I'm telling you, I, I don't think you can win in this life. Ultimately win without knowing the creator and the author of your life. So as we close, I want to invite you to tell Jesus something very simple but very profound. If you've never done this, would you just say to Jesus right now, hey, I give you my life. I want your help and I want your guidance this year because he promises he'll help you win at life. Let me pray for us. Father, thanks for those who for the first time we're looking at you and going, I, I want to give you my life, Jesus. I want, to, I want to do more than just believe that you exist. I actually want to follow you. And thanks, Father, for giving us your spirit to guide us and to direct us. For all of us, we need that wisdom this year. So would you help us to lean in over these next few weeks to begin to develop the habits that are going to be foundational, the, the fundamentals that are going to help us stay in tune with where you're directing and leading us. Help us to live this year when we get to the end of it. We look back and yeah, we feel like we've won, but most importantly, we know that you feel like we've won with the opportunity you've given us. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, if you'd like more content like this, subscribe to our YouTube channel and download our Journey app to access all of our recent message content. And our app is the easiest way to share this content with a friend. For more information on our church or to find our app or our YouTube channel, just visit journeycalway.com. That's journeycalway.com. Thanks for listening.